Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, E-Man. And it's your boy, Mo. Your favorite duo is back. Back with a brand new episode. And more importantly, back with a brand new season. Yes, That's sir. Right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Season four of the Killer Crossover Podcast is underway. Let's burr, go, burr, bro. Burr. <laughs> uh, let's go, bro. Let's do this. All right, Mo, welcome back to season four. Man, I cannot believe we're in season four of doing this podcast, man. Yeah, we season four. Uh, we just celebrated our three-year anniversary uh shoot a couple weeks ago so yeah yeah, man we've been putting in a lot of work putting a lot of time and really you know doing our due diligence to really build this thing from the ground up man so i'm 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 proud of what we've accomplished so far and i'm looking forward to this new season yeah and uh if anyone who follows us uh noticed you know we are trying a little something new we are trying to do a little couple clips here and there you know posting it on the on the social media um i'll know how often that's gonna be <laughs> but uh you know only only time will tell and it, i mean obviously if if there is time to to edit those clips then i'll be able to post them yeah. on our, yes on sir yes sir and what better way to kick off a brand new season of the killer crossover podcast than for us to talk about our favorite sport our favorite topic the nba yes sir we are we are less than a week away we are literally days away five days from the five days away thank you from the 2023 or excuse me 2023 2024 nba season and we are going to preview this for y'all tonight yep and let's you know let's go ahead and Actually, before we start off with like the, t- the team and conference reviews, let me let me preface this episode <clears throat> by kind of kind of kind of reviewing my last thoughts of, uh, of, <laughs> from our last uh, basketball episode. The last basketball episode, we were talking about the the Jordan Poole Chris Paul trade, and I was extremely excited for the trade. Now. It's not that I don't like Jordan Poole. I do like Jordan Poole. I just don't like his fit with the Warriors. I didn't like his fit with the Warriors. That was that's what it was. It wasn't that I hate Jordan Poole. I'm not a Jordan Poole hater. Um, I am going to defend the Warriors' moves to to trade him, but I hope he does well. And I I know he's. I'm going to go as far as saying that he's going to be an All Star starter this year. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's going to wow. be this year. Started off the episode with a haymaker. Okay. Hey, I did man, not see gotta that one coming. <laughs> got to come out swinging in season four, hey, man. <laughs> I respect it, bro. Go hard or go home. Fuck it. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the Eastern Conference. We can go ahead and start with those Wizards. Um, just just to, before we do our rundown of the Eastern Conference, um, I do think Jordan Poole is going to be I mean, when I say that uh, most of his fans are fuckboys, I mean, that's the truth. And <laughs> Jordan Poole 
I think he's gonna get the he's gonna get the female vote. He's gonna get the fuckboy vote, and he's gonna get the all of DC vote. He's gonna get some Bay Area votes, a lot of Bay Area votes. So I mean, that that's why I think that he's gonna be an All Star starter. I think he's gonna be an All Star for sure. I think he's gonna be an All Star starter because of the votes. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You know, we're we're just talking about the the guard play in uh, the Eastern Conference. Uh, it's pretty light. I mean, you have Drew Holiday, you have Dame, uh, Jalen Brunson, Spider Mitchell, Halliburton. Uh, Halliburton, who's also who's a guard that I really like. So, um, you know, JP, he he has he has a shot, but my concern is exposure. You know, uh, True. the wi- True. the Wizards aren't on a team that is going to be on a lot of people's radars this year. Uh, I, we won't be able to get to see them on a, on a national TV level, but I do think I do think uh, Jordan Poole is going to have a breakout year this year. He's actually my pick for most improved. I, I know that he was robbed of that award uh, when he was out here with Golden State, but I think he's going to set uh, career highs all across the mark. Um, I, I see him being. A legit 24, 25 point per game score um, uh, this year. I still think the Wizards are going to be pretty bad, yeah. but I definitely think uh, I saw that game last night against the Knicks, and he <laughs> ha- it looks like he has the ultimate green light. And I, I had to chuckle because his uh, his teammate was wide open for that three, yeah. and he was kind of pouting that he didn't get it. And I'm just like, you know what, man. Get used to it, brother. Just hustle down, grab the rebound, box out, play defense. Cause you ain't touching That's, that pill. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that too. Danny Avdia. He was like, "Hey, I'm wide open over here. Right ass open. You got a defender all up in your grill." <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like you said, he's gonna have to get used to that. Yeah, that or ask for a trade. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man. You know, I think. Uh, I'm with you. I think Jordan, the the trade uh, was needed for both sides. And we're going to see Jordan Poole in a situation where he's going to be unquestionably the guy. And we're going to see how he responds. I mean, the dude is, is if he were to walk away from, from basketball, he'd have a hell of a career already. Like he's under 25 and he already has a max deal and a championship. So not too many players his age can can, can go out and say that. So right, right. yeah, man, it's, so, it's, it's, it's that kid's time. Yep. So sticking in the Eastern Conference, what do? You, let's start with the with the top six. What is your what is your uh, your prediction for the top six in the Eastern Conference this year? I'm glad you asked me that, my friend. I actually took the time out to write these down this year. I know last year nice. I kind of, kind of <laughs> freestyled, but I'm like, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and like sit with this and marinate with this. And uh, the East was a lot easier than the West. So, mm-hmm. um, my predictions are this: I have one Boston, I have two Milwaukee. Uh, this one might surprise you a little bit, but at my third seat, I have the New York Knicks. Um, I have my yeah. fourth seat is go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my fourth seat is Philly. My fifth seat is the Cavs. My sixth seat is the Heat. 
Seventh seed is Brooklyn. Eighth is Atlanta. Ninth is Chicago. And my tenth seed will be Charlotte. All right. All right. You got the you got the Hornets sneaking in there. Yeah. At, in that into that play in. I, I struggle with that one. Um I picked that I picked I made Charlotte the tenth seed. Mm. Strictly strictly off of uh Lamelo's health. I think if Lamelo's healthy right. and he plays, his impact on that team is, is is undeniable. So as long as he continues to play uh, consistently and is able to stay on the floor this year, I think Charlotte will definitely be on in that playoff conversation. I was thinking about the Pacers, mm-hmm. but I left them off because I just I just don't have. I just don't have enough information on on their team. I mean, I know they got Miles Turner. I know they got Buddy Hill. Um, you know, Halliburton is is an established rising star in this league. I do like the the um, addition of Obi Toppin. I think he was a little bit held back uh, with the Knicks, and I think he'll really be able to show off his talent in, in the Pacers. But for some for some for some reason, I just they just don't move the needle for if that makes sense. So I, I think Charlotte is the more exciting team. Uh, I, I like their roster just a little bit better. Uh, not by a whole lot. But um, yeah, just me being just a LaMelo guy, I, I like Charlotte in that in that, in that in that spot. For sure. I ain't mad at that. Uh, for me, I got the Bucks number one. Uh, I got the Celtics number two, just like last year. Um... Bucks number one and Celtics number two. Um, I do think, for me, I just think the Celtics are too top heavy. Uh, and I would agree. And there's always there's always the question of KP's health. Um, yeah. I I don't remember the last time he's had a healthy season. Last year he was relatively healthy for him, um, but he still missed a whole bunch of games. So I th- I think they I think they get it. I think they get in the top two, but I think they're the number two. Um, Number three, I got Cleveland. Um, I do think that I do think that they overachieved early last year, um, but I also think that they, that you know a year with each other, figuring things out. I think I think they're they're going to be a little bit better this year. Um, number five, I actually got Brooklyn. Number five, I think okay. Brooklyn's going to be solid. Uh, they got a lot of young guys. They got a good, a good mix of youth and experience, in my opinion. Um, number, where am I? At six. Yes. Six. I got Miami. Seven. I got the um, Pacers. Eight. I got. Did I write this one down? Eight, I got the Hawks. Yeah. Seven, I got the Pacers. Eight, I got the Hawks. Nine, I got the Magic. And ten, Ooh, I got the Hornets. Okay. Uh, the Magic are my dark horse pick this year to get into the play-in. I actually think that they can possibly get into that eighth seed from the play-in. Um, and the reason that I think that is because, as I mean... Again, this is all provided everyone's healthy, but with 
Paulo a year un, a year under his belt and having uh, that experience playing with Team USA, that's going to do a lot for him. Uh, Franz Wagner, he played for uh, Germany, um, and you know he again another year another year under his belt, and he he already showed last year that he was like last year was a breakout year for him, and right. he damn near could have made All Star if to your point about the Wizards, if they would have gotten some exposure. Um, right. I think Markel Fultz, finally healthy. My, <laughs> one of my, so one of my favorite players who hasn't played in such a long time, Jonathan Isaac. He's just a beast defensively. If he could stay yeah. healthy this year, then the team will go as he goes because he is He's just a defensive beast, um, yeah. and I think he could be really solid. And he, and you gotta think he's coming off the bench, right? <laughs> like, yeah, because <laughs> I mean he's not starting in front of Paulo. Uh, no, they could they could go big, put Franz Wagner at the two, and then put mm. uh, Jonathan Isaac at the three. But yeah. man, that I, I don't know. I like that team. That team that team is really exciting. Um, that's one of that's gonna be one of the. Uh, League pass teams for me this year. Okay, sure. I mean, I, I definitely respect it. I was not. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but I like it. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to hear the magic come out of your mouth, but it. Hey, man, <laughs> uh, you know, I respect it. Uh, me personally, I don't think they're there yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're probably about a, another year or two away. Uh, maybe another year. The thing about the Magic is that they haven't really drafted. Um, too well, in my opinion, over the last couple of years. They've drafted a lot of guys that basically do the same thing, that that um, you know, that play the same position, that, you know, do the same things on the court. And uh, you know, that's definitely caught up with them, you know, um, as far as uh, development yes. is concerned. But they were able to get shuffled some things around their roster. You know, they're young. They have an absolute stud in Paulo, who's definitely a cornerstone. So they got they got stuff to build on. Um, but I, I just think their youth and experience is going to show. Um, and uh, and I just think that they're a year away. I feel that. I feel that. I don't know if you uh, caught my two omissions. Mm, two omissions. Uh, you omitted Chicago. Well, Chicago, yeah, yeah. definitely omitted Chicago. They didn't yeah, get better. Uh, <laughs> it's probably obvious. Why am I drawing the blank? Um, you said the so, Pacers. So won the Knicks. Oh wait, you you admitted the Knicks and you omitted the Raptors. I definitely omitted the Raptors. Did I say? Uh, wait, so I didn't hear you say the Knicks. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I omitted. You the said Knicks. Brooklyn. Wait, did you, did, did you did you admit Philly? I did. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so, we gonna have to reel it back, reel it back. We need an explanation, <laughs> bro. We need an explanation. Talk to me. And so, so the reason the reason I omitted Philly is because, and if anything, they probably they might even probably get into the play in, like for me, in in my opinion. But then, my thing is this whole thing with James Harden, the longer it draws out, it the longer this draws out, the worse it's going to be for them. 
Um, so but you got the reigning MVP on your roster, though. Yeah, he's but then too, with he's too good not to have them in the playoffs, bro. But he's not gonna do it by himself. I, I get that, and I get, I get so that. I get I get Maxi's gonna be he's gonna come in and prove. Um, but at the same time, like you still got James Harden around. Right. This is based on James Harden. Like from from what I'm looking at, I don't think that I don't think Maury's Maury's gonna uh, give in and trade James Harden until later in the year. If anything, he's gonna wait until uh, December when uh, people who just signed their new contracts are eligible to be traded, or January, February around the trade deadline. I mean, shit, he might wait a full year that like they had and just like, let him they expire. They traded, exactly. Yeah, like they did with with Ben Simmons. Exactly. So, well, they traded uh, Ben Simmons at the deadline. Right, but then he, he didn't play for Philly for a year, right? Uh, I think he sat so, out a season. He sat out a season because he was injured. Uh, but then when he, as far as as far as when he like demanded his trade or whatever, yeah. that was that was early in the summer, and then uh, it just it went through like all the way until the trade deadline. Got it. So because because of that, we know that Mari is not going to back down to any player, and he's yeah. he's going to wait for whatever package he thinks he should get and so yeah and because of that I feel like you're going to get a less motivated Joel Embiid I'm not going to say unmotivated but a less motivated Joel Embiid Um, and he might even play himself into injury because of all the carrying he's going to have to do right and he's already. A, I can see that because he's he has he has a pretty extensive injury history himself. Yeah. So. And if you and if you if you look at I mean unless Tobias Harris picks it up and he's like Clippers Tobias Harris again yeah. like like that fool fell off the face of the earth. I, don't I, I sometimes forget he's even on that roster. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I, I'm just I'm just not impressed with the depth of that team. Um, I don't. I don't think they have enough depth to carry the team, especially if Joel Embiid like misses any time. Like, yeah. it's just it's too much for Tyrese Maxey to really handle. Um, but like I said, they could damn well make the uh, make the play in. They could damn well make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. But I have them. Uh, I have them missing because of like. A whole bunch of these factors, um, and James Harden just straight up, I don't know, being too much of a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think he's just being extremely selfish, and mm-hmm. his okay. his people around him need to let need to have an honest conversation. Let that dude know that, bro, you have no leverage. Yeah, you have no leverage here. Yeah. But um, that could also, be, and I mean, if my scenario plays out, that could also lead to Philly getting like another number one pick or something or a high draft right. pick. So, yeah. But the way I have it, I have them, I have Philly just uh, missing at 11, and then I have Washington at 12, uh, Detroit at 13, because I think that Cade's finally going to have a healthy season. Um, and then I have uh, Toronto and Chicago kind of battling uh, tied for that 14-15 uh, spot. 
Okay. I just I just think Chicago hasn't done anything to improve the roster. Yeah, no, they haven't. Not a not a single bit. And, I, and, I, and they really miss they really miss Lonzo too. They don't they don't have a pure point guard on that roster. Yeah, and he's gonna miss the whole year already. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But they really didn't do anything this summer, this offseason. Yeah. No. They stayed back. They brought back Andre Drummond. <laughs> that's mm, it. Yeah. Brought in Javon Carter. Mm. Decent. But that's something a championship team does. <laughs> yeah, I think they uh I think they re-signed um Vujovic, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. All right. <laughs> um who so I gave you my dark horse to make the playoffs in the East. I actually put them in those playoffs. Yeah. Who's your dark horse outside of the people that you, outside of the teams that you already picked? Who's your dark horse to kind of sneak into the playoffs there being the conversation yeah now that I think about it um, now that I think about it I I, I, I can give I, I, I can see the Pacers making making a case yeah I, li- I mean I like the roster I think I yeah. think Ben Matherin um, he's gonna be in his second year he's He's entering his sophomore year, and yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna help take them over, take them over the hump. Um, Halliburton missed uh, some time, and that was that was key uh, last year. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like the roster, man. Yeah, you're gonna see. You know, it's always that it's always that one team. You know, it's the way the way that the way that NBA set up. You always. There's always that team that you just think that's going to 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 be something special and make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. they disappoint. And there's always that one team that comes out of nowhere and ends up making it. So, yeah. All right, you know, moving out west, west coast, the best coast. Dun dun dun! This was hard, man. This this was hard. This, this people got to understand. Yeah, teams around. People got to understand, for you casuals out there, y'all got to understand, the West is so tough that we are going to have multiple good teams, probably a few 50-win teams, go home in the first round. Yeah. That's how good the West is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to figure, one through eight, they could all be mixed around. Yeah. I mean, there's... You're right. Like, there's a couple of teams that can finish anywhere from two to seven, and not even, or if the injury or two occurs, they might not even make the playoffs. Like, that's yeah. how thin the margin of error is in, in in the Western Conference. Yeah. So, all right, Brody, I'll let said, you start. Ah, I'll let man. you start. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are uh, you want me to go? I can go. I'm not sure. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. That's cool. Um, I'm kind of doing this on the fly because I have no one set in any spot, really. Um, Phoenix, I got number one. Um, I think they, yeah, I just think they have too much firepower. Um, even though they are top heavy also, I think they got too much firepower. Um, that being said, I, I don't think they're going to do that well in the playoffs. <laughs> um, Phoenix, number one. I got Sacramento, number two. 
I think I think they actually did a lot to get better. They were already solid and good last year. I think they did a lot to get better this year too. Um, wow. So Phoenix, I got Phoenix number two. I got uh, Phoenix number one. Sack number two. I got your Lakers number three. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> if y'all, if y'all, if I decide to post this clip, y'all are gonna see the biggest grin on most face. <laughs> but um, I got my Warriors number four. I got the Clippers number five. I got OKC number six. I got the Grizzlies number seven. Not to I cut you it. off, but people are seriously sleeping on OKC. That team is oh, yeah. a problem, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For we'll sure. get into them a little bit later, but they are a yeah. problem. For sure. Uh, who did I say this last one? I said OKC. And then you, your seven OKC pick at was six. at I said six. OKC and then, six right. Yes. And then, and then I said your seven. The Clippers at seven, right? I said the Clippers at seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said the Clippers at seven. Um, I got the man thinking of switching this. No, I can't switch it. Dallas at eight. Yeah, Magic oh, wait, tough, I didn't bro. Say, I, no, wait. I have to. I have to switch this. No, Denver at six. Though I mean Denver at uh, seven. Well, Denver at the seven. champs down at seven. Wow. Yeah, Denver down at seven. Uh, the Clippers wow. at eight. Okay. Clippers AC, you okay? All right. Now, what about the playing teams? Um, Dallas and New Orleans. Okay. Nine and ten. I respect it. Dallas and New Orleans, nine and ten. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. I leave out from. So the Pelicans made the play and the Timberwolves. So I left. I left those two out. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like you said, the the OKC Thunder people are sleeping on that team. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, I don't know if you watched him in the uh, in the FIBA World Cup this oh, year. Oh, he was killing, dude. He was fucking he killing, was killing. And yeah. I mean, people, casual fans don't understand like how much especially when you're now all of a sudden you're the man on a on a on an international team on a national you're your national team and you're playing against the best well usa didn't send the best but you're playing no, against technically the best from the other countries and you just it's just it's a it's an experience that makes them so much better um i don't know if you noticed but I'm no. I'm sure you have noticed, but I'm sure uh, a lot of our listeners probably haven't noticed. But whenever NBA players go and play for Team USA, even if they're on the bench, even if they're bench warmers for Team USA, they usually come back that season, that next season, and they're like they have a breakout year, or they're like most improved, or they're just tearing it up. It's just always elite. It's always yeah. elite. Never fails. I think I think that's what it's gonna. That's what it did for Shea on top of all, an already impressive season that he had last year, and right. then now you're getting a healthy Chet 
who understands the game from just watching and observing last year because he was injured. But I mean, if you've seen him in the pre- in the preseason games and summer league, like he is legit. And as long as he could stay healthy, yeah. man, legit two way force, bro. Yeah. Then you got both Jalen Williams's, um, mm-hmm. the big man and the and the wing. Yeah. Oh man, that that team is just that team is just nice. And yeah. I think I don't think people are really good going to give them enough credit going into this season. Um but um them and then Denver it's kinda it's kinda similar to to my Philly pick. Um only they don't have the distraction. They just have so many people who are injury prone. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., uh, Jamal Murray, and then you're leaving Jokic to basically do everything himself. Um, and that will probably lead to injury. Um, but I'm not banking on injury. What I'm thinking is they didn't do anything to get better either. Right. They let Bruce Brown go. They let Jeff Green go. And those two guys were key uh, key players in their championship run. And yeah. I mean, all they did to what they did to replace Bruce Brown was um, what they brought in Justin Holiday. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's it. I don't remember them bringing in anyone else. Yeah, they were they were relatively quiet. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really really make any big splashes, big moves. I don't know if they have the cap space to do so, but they are running it back with the essential essentially the same squad. So Yeah. Um So that's my <laughs> top 10 in the West. How's your how's yours looking? All right, so like I, I was mentioning at the top of this segment, this was harder than what I imagined. I yeah. rewrote my list a couple of times. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm not entirely confident about these picks, but I feel good about them. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ride with the ship, sink with the ship. Uh, so my number one seed out west is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Uh, my second seed is going to be the Denver Nuggets, just off the strength, um, giving them respect at them being the defending champs. I think you know they're they're gonna want to be eager to you know prove that last year wasn't a fluke, fluke, and you know they'll definitely be in the mix. Uh, third seed, I have my Lakers. Um, fourth seed, this was tough for me uh, because. Clippers are always going to clip, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. you know, the big, the, the biggest question surrounding this Clippers team has never been about talent, effort, or anything like that. It's always been about health. Yeah. So this is probably going to be an asterisk here, but if the Clippers are healthy, I like them to be fourth. Fifth, I have the Warriors, and I kind of struggled with putting them there just for the simple fact that they really didn't address their biggest weakness, uh, which is size. And had they went out and tried to explore trade for big or at least sign Dwight, Dwight Howard, <laughs> I would have probably put them as a top four seed. I mean, I'm not at this point in Dwight's career. 
I'm not sure what he can give you, but I think he can give you a solid 15, 20 minutes. Just rebounding, okay. blocking shots, energy. That's something that the the the, right, that right. the Warriors desperately need. Yep, lob threat, exactly. Um, so I have them at five. I'm not entirely confident because I still mm-hmm. feel like their lack of size is going to really hurt them against teams like Lakers. the Lakers, the Clippers, the, the Kings, the Nuggets, the Wolves. I don't think so, it's going to hurt against the Kings. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll well, be a, know, we'll it'll see. be a similar thing to last yeah. year, I think. But yeah. yeah. So the Kings, I'm not. I wasn't too high on. Um, like Denver, I don't really think that they did anything extravagant in in free agency that really like caught my eye. I mean, I know that they did. You know, they did re-sign Harrison Barnes, who was a key key rotation piece, key cog to that that machine last year. And they're gonna they're coming back. Uh, you know, with a new renewed sense renowned renewed sense of confidence and De'Aaron Fox is a legit star um, he's proved that I do think that they're a playoff team but I don't think they're a top three seed so I have them at six now this is where it gets kind of difficult for me um, seventh I I have the Wolves um, and the reason why I have the Wolves is because um, mm. at that spot and I, I toyed with this. I really wanted to put them higher, but I just I couldn't justify. But I will say this: Anthony Edwards is coming. Yeah, Ant- Anthony Edwards is coming. He is ready to take that 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 next step. He was unequivocally, unapologetically the man with Team USA this summer. He was yeah. flat out the best player on that team, even though they fell short. So I think he's ready for ascension. He's already a he's already a great player. He's already a star, but he's ready to really just stamp, you know. Yeah. This year and let people know that you know I'm coming for everybody. So it was really hard for me to to put them at seven, but I just I can't justify and make a good enough argument right now. Um, to move them up higher, you know, maybe when we do our midseason, uh, you know, recap or you know we do our playoff preview, maybe I'll feel a little bit differently depending on the season seedings. Yeah. But right now, I have the Wolves at seven, I have the Grizzlies at eight. Um, you know, I think John missing those twenty-five games is going to hurt them a little bit, so I expect sure. them to not struggle out the gate, but I expect them to be kind of up and down, hovering right around. 500 and so they you know maybe a get back get, yeah maybe a little less yeah, yeah and then get back uh jaw and then they'll be humming <laughs> second half of the season uh this is where it gets really interesting um pels are always going to be my what if team because they are so talented they have a lot of things about their roster that that you really like that you really kind of gravitate to but just like the Clippers, we just never know uh, health-wise what this team's going to be like. Like, their three best players, Zion, CJ, and Brandon Ingram, great players, but all three are injury-prone, especially Zion. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have put them higher, but I just, I, I, I got to see Zion stay on the court consistently. 
Um, so right now I have them at nine. And this one is tough uh, because I do think that this team has a chance to sneak, in, sneak into the playoffs as a as a um, lower seed. But I, I have the Thunder. Um, and that was really tough for me as well because you look at the complexion of their team. They got a bona fide score in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that this, this dude put up 30 points a game last year. And... Uh, Josh Giddy, uh, phenomenal player. Josh uh, dude, his IQ, bro, is yeah. unreal. Unreal. Like you talk about you talk about Melo's effect on the Hornets. That's yeah. Josh Giddy on <clears throat> the Thunder. But I would go as far as to say even better. Just not yeah. as good a scorer. Right, man. Exactly. He is, yeah. yeah. But his versatility, his versatility, his IQ is just right up there. Uh, Chet is, like I said, again, is somebody that I'm really excited excited to see. Uh, Lou Dortz, you know, is the ultimate 3 and D guy. They just, they just got a great team. They got a yeah. really young, up-and-coming, hungry team. Uh, so I have them at 10, not confidently, because I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck in as a 7th, 8th seed and give phoenix everything they can handle in that first round yeah so you don't have the mavericks making it i don't and it it was hard it's really it's really hard to leave a team uh with luca and and Kyrie on the same roster it's really really hard I, i i do think that grant williams uh signing was has been slept on. I think that was one of the oh, better yeah. moves uh, in the offseason. Uh, and, and I had them initially. I had them initially. And I just was like, wait a minute. I left off a couple of teams that I felt that are just as worthy. So, yeah. just, the, again, the Mavs are another team that that are that have a lot of question marks. You know, they really struggled uh, down the stretch last year. They had quite a few bad losses and uh, they just didn't have that same defensive identity that they had the previous year when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so they lost a little bit of their swagger and um, there's the, 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 the dynamic between Kai and, uh, and Luka is still an unknown as well. I mean, they're both they ball-dominant uh, players and we get to see them for a full season so I'm like we're gonna really see if these guys have chemistry or not so I, I left them off it was tough to do they could very well be in the mix but unless they really commit to the to the defensive end this year uh, I think they're gonna be on the outside looking in yeah that's the key um I think I think that was the biggest thing that they needed to address that they haven't. But I still, I mean, with the firepower of <clears throat> Luca and uh, Kyrie, I still I had to put him in there. I mean, even though it was lower, <laughs> I still had to put him in there. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned earlier in the episode that Jordan Poole is your. Uh, is he your pick, or is he just a just a strong candidate for you for most improved player? He he is my pick. He is my pick, pick okay. for most improved. Yes. Okay, so he's your pick for most improved. Give me your MVP 
Defensive Player of the Year, and let's just say uh, Rookie of the Year. All right, MVP. Uh, this is going to be a little surprise to everybody, but I'm going with J.C. Tatum. Oh. Going with, going with J.C. Tatum. Yeah. I like it. I like Rookie it. of the year, I'm going with Wimby. Uh, coach of the year, maybe a little bit of a homer pick, but if you come in top three seed in that West, I like Darvin Ham. Um, defensive player of the year, this is just contingent, contingent on him staying healthy and playing more than 56 games. But if Anthony Davis is healthy, I like him to bring home his first defensive player of the year award. Uh, six man. That'll be his first. I thought he won it before. No. Oh, no. He never, lost it to yeah. uh, Giannis. He, he lost it to Giannis. Yeah. That's right. He's made he's made first team on defense a few times, yeah. but he's never taken home the, the award. He's been a finalist. Yeah. So he'll be I my mean, pick. He, well, now he has to play at least 65 games. Yeah, that's true. So that's cool. contingent. Yeah. That's contingent. And I do have a backup role uh, uh, for that if AD for some reason doesn't play more more or less than more excuse me more than sixty five games. I like Evan Mobley from the mm. Cavaliers to take yeah. defensive player of the year. Then my sixth man will be uh Tyrese Massey. Okay, nice, nice. Um MVP, I actually I actually got Jason Taylor too. Um I've been think I was I've been thinking of that for for the longest time actually. Um, that Jason Tatum, it, I, th- I just think it's, I think, I just think it's Jason Tatum's year. He is going to take another step, if that's even possible. I think he uh, takes that, takes that step uh, into leadership and just becoming that much closer to the next Kobe, uh, if you will. So I think I got, I think that was a, that was a great pick uh, for MVP by you. Thank you, sir. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm gonna go with Nick Claxton. I think um, he was slept on for Defensive Player of the Year last year. I think he. It's. I want to say I want to say Mikal Bridges too, but I think he's gonna be doing. He's gonna be carrying too much of the offensive load. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be asked to be the first option, yeah. so that's gonna definitely take away from his defense. Yeah. Um, but there's and there's also because I think that especially with Ben Simmons actually healthy and so far he looks like he's in his right mind mindset this this year so far um, I think that's gonna help the Brooklyn Nets become such a strong defensive team um, you know with him you got Nick Claxton you got McCall Bridges and then you just have so many players on that team who can lock down defensively and who understand defensive concepts and rotations uh, that I think defensive player of the year could easily come from that team. And I think it'll be Nick Claxton that ends up getting it ultimately. And okay. then I like it. I like it. Rookie of the year. I actually got Scoop. I know Ooh, Wemby. Wow. So I know Wemby's Wemby's you know, Wemby is a great pick. Um, I mm. think that's the I think that's the consensus around the league mm. is that Wemby's gonna be rookie of the year. Um I think next after that is probably Chet. 
because he's gonna he's gonna get the opportunities. But now that now that Dame isn't in Portland, you basically just handed the team to Scoop. And I think he's gonna I think he's gonna do well with what he's given. And he's gonna I think he's gonna get like probably I mean he'll probably only get like fifteen points, which will probably fall short to Chet and Wemby getting averaging like twenty. But I think Scoop if he's if he could average like fifteen, you know, seven rebounds and like eight, nine assists and maybe a steal or two here or there. I and get Portland So a lot of the voting for these awards is based on expectation. Nobody's expecting Portland to do shit. If he can lead Portland to even the conversation for the play-in, I think he's going to get a lot of notice and he'll get some votes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not far-fetched. Um, I, I, I like the kid a lot. I like the pick. Uh, I like his game. He, he will he will have the ball a lot in his hands, more than Chet and Wendy will. So I can definitely see him I can definitely see him making a strong case for it. He's a finalist, but I just feel like Porter's youth, they're gonna struggle, they're gonna lose a lot of games this year. So I, I Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but yeah, I I know I, I see it either be I see it between you know, Chet and Wimby. For sure. Uh coach of the year, I got AJ Griffin in Milwaukee. Okay. So most improved player and sixth man of the year for me. Homer pick, but Jonathan <laughs> Kaminga is gonna <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Kaminga. I knew it. <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga is going to is dude. If you saw his workouts this summer, saw how much he was working, and you see so far in the preseason how much it's paid off and just like his his want to be great, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna just take off and he's gonna be in the conversation for six men. Um, I don't know that he'll get it. I think that that that's just my dark horse pick. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with him. Uh, but as far as most improved, I think he's gonna get it. Um, Jordan, mean, he, he Poole, really to your, to your point, Jordan Poole can definitely get it, but I think that's going to be yeah. a lot of people are going to take that take it into consideration. Where now all of a sudden he's the number one option, right? <clears throat> Whereas you know in Golden State he was the two, three, or four on a given night, but right, Jonathan Kaminga, they're going to see the vast improvement in terms of you know sometimes he wasn't even in the rotation and now all of a sudden he's like a bona fide like no borderline borderline star and right. you know yeah I think I think Jonathan Jonathan I mean he really uh, he really bristled about his his role or lack thereof of that yeah. lack thereof rather when we when y'all lost to us in the playoffs so you know, I'm, 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 I'm for it, man. You know, he's in year three. You know, he can find, I think he has an opportunity to really carve out an, uh, a role and a niche for him. So, uh, I'm anxious to see, I'm interested and anxious to see his, 
taking that next ascension. But my biggest thing is does Kerr trust him? Because I don't think that he's shown a lot of trust in the younger younger guys, especially during last season. So last season, I don't think he did. This season, I could see a different Kerr, especially uh, when it comes to Jonathan Kaminga. I just see him like, I mean, yeah, it's just preseason, but I see him like trusting Kaminga more with, you know, whatever decisions he make. Cause he, I think he saw Kaminga put in the work and I, I don't think he saw that the year before. I don't think he saw that last year. And it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, I trust these guys more. But I think that's also a reason why they didn't really sign people in Jonathan Kaminga's position to, you know, give him a fight for it, to make him compete for it. You could argue, you know, Trace Jackson Davis could, but he's actually our, you know, backup center. Same thing with Dario Saric. He's our backup center right now. So it's, and I mean, we drafted a, we drafted a combo guard, point guard, shooting guard in Pajemski. So, I mean, I think, I think that was the Warriors saying, look, we're going to, we're going to make sure that Jonathan Kaminga has a role this year. And I think that's, I think with that trust, I think that, I mean, honestly, Kerr has no other choice because other than Chris Paul, you know, that's, and I think I think Chris Paul is just gonna ha- he's gonna start too many games to be considered for a six man. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Jonathan Kaminga is due for a breakout year. I think he's poised for a breakout year, and the the addition of Chris Paul is only gonna help him get there. All right, I respect yeah. it. All right, man. Before we wrap up, uh, give me your West champion, your East champion, and uh, NBA champion. Dubs versus Bucks. And of course, I'm going with the Warriors. You have what? Warriors versus Bucks. And I'm going to ride with the Warriors. I'm going to ride with the Dubs. You being be serious? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. I'm being serious. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Fuck it. Big bucks, no whammies. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So my, I'm, I'm a little different. So my West champion is my Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my East champion is the Boston Celtics. And my champion is uh, the Lakers beating All Boston right. in seven games. That that's definitely a storyline because yep. I mean, that's that's the ideal storyline for the NBA. <laughs> that's just the historian in me. That's the purest in me. I just <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to see another Lakers Celtics matchup in the finals. I know that's probably not a sexy pick. I know a lot of people are picking mm-hmm. Phoenix, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I just I'm really 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 excited for the Lakers this year bro this is easily the best LeBron um, excuse me this is easily the best <laughs> roster that LeBron has had since he's been with the Lakers but I was trying to say forgive me sometime for sure. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to edit that out but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we got everything that we need to be successful we have you know youth athleticism uh 
you know, defense versatility, offensive versatility, shooting. And I love the fact that for once we stayed back and, just, and brought back our core while making tiny upgrades and tweaks here and there. We didn't go out and try to trade for big fish anymore. Like we, with Denver, their biggest thing was continuity. This was the same team that has been playing with each other for a while now. So you, you saw that in the playoffs. They were just continuity wise, chemistry wise, they were the best team. I like that um, the Lakers are taking a similar approach with bringing back their core, making tweaks, and uh, I'm ready for it, man. I'm, I'm excited. This is this is uh, the best roster, in my opinion, that we've had um, in a while. Even even the team that won in the bubble, I think this roster is a little bit better than that team. A lot better, actually. So, uh, yeah, bro. It's a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so, we're, we're yeah, going to have to a big, a big part of why um, I think your guys' team in the bubble won it and won it so convincingly was because of the chemistry y'all had. Mm-hmm. That chemistry was undeniable, and it was just you could see that everyone rocked with each other, and they they wanted to play for each other. <clears throat> I know. I need. I need to see that with this roster before yeah. I could. I could crown y'all champs. But yeah, I got it. No, I got it. Yeah, gonna be fun though, bro. Gonna oh be yeah, fun. Th- man, this is this is the most excited I've been for a season in a long time, actually, because mm-hmm. of all the player movement and you know just all the all the questions you have, uh, especially like for me for the Warriors, you have the question of fit with Chris Paul and the team, and then right, you, you right. know, especially with the matchups against you guys and matchups against right. the Kings. Those are gonna be, yeah. I mean. Last year, that was the first time, what, three, that three um, Pacific Conference or Pacific Division teams, like, met, all met in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Yep, that was dope. Yeah. That was pretty dope. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm, <laughs> right, exactly, bro. I'm just excited from a competition standpoint. I think there's, there's, there's a lot of parity in the league. Um, more that more than that we've seen in you know in a while. I mean, there was good there was good parity last year, and like we really didn't we really didn't see a a, a, a clear cut favorite yeah. uh, until you know Denver kind of started to separate themselves in the postseason. But this year it's even more difficult. Like yeah, yeah we've we've sat here for the last hour we've both gone over our you know seating list and these these can very well change you know and, and yes, injury uh a trade inconsistent play like you never know so it's very fluid but yeah I, i'm liking the i'm liking the the parody i think the competition is going to be great this year and uh you know there's really not a clear-cut favorite but um yeah, I think that's what it that what's what what it should be. You know, you yeah. need that parity in sports. You know, as a fan, like you want your team to do well, but you know, we we as also, you know, devil's advocate. You don't want to see the same theme in it the, all the time. So right. parity is parity is going to be good this year, and I'm I'm definitely for sure. excited for that. For sure. All right, 
that's all the time we got for today. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for, if you if you are one of our listeners, if you are one of our regular listeners. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, we promise that season four, you know, we're we're trying to make big moves and we're trying to, you know, get con- put content out, put quality content out that you guys want to listen to. So again, if you know anybody who has their own business is an athlete or is a coach or whatever it is um or is just doing something big in the community entertainer artist whatever it is um and you want to highlight them or you feel like you need to be highlighted this is the platform for you please hit us up and we will be more than honored to highlight you or your people um and you know just give them the platform to tell their story and speak on whatever it is that you know they're doing that is uplifting the community yes very well said by my brother here man uh yeah we're all about uh you know empowerment uplifting uh really showcasing talent uh you know in our state in our community uh everybody has a story to tell everybody has a message uh, so if you are somebody that is been looking for an opportunity, a platform to really plug um, what it is that you're doing, uh, please tap in with us. Uh, we're looking for anybody who's everybody from creatives to artists, music, sports, mental health. We want to tap in all avenues. So if you know somebody in your contacts, you know, please pass them, pass them our way. Yes, sir. And you will also in season four, you will also be uh, experiencing some some repeat guests who, you know, we're we're gonna have a little series, a little mini series within within the season, um, just checking on those who have been past guests and you know where they are now, what they're working on now, just to just to kind of keep furthering their you know their voices yes sir we're looking forward to that and that's it man that's a wrap season premiere brand new season yes sir and you can find us on instagram at the killer crossover podcast you can find me on twitter at emankoa at e-m-a-n-k-o-a and mo and you can find me on twitter as well uh, at your boy Mo87 and I just want to add that it will always be Twitter you don't fuck with X <laughs> it'll always be Staples you won't fuck with crypto let's put it out there let's <laughs> put it out there <laughs> I still call it Staples too <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know, know what the to, fuck right? crypto is. I don't know what the fuck crypto.com crypto don't even sound right bro like it's <laughs> always gonna be Staples <laughs> did they change it to Arena it's arena now, not a center. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crypto.com arena. True, true story. Yeah, that don't even flow. <laughs> yeah, it don't flow, bro. You don't, some things you just don't mess with, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. And we are out. Peace. Peace.